New Michigan coach Juwan Howard had his opening press conference today, Thursday afternoon. Derek, I know you got to watch it. I didn't get to see much of it. I was out at work, but um, what was your first impression of Juwan Howard as Michigan's new basketball coach? I mean, first impression, I think, is the same impression as almost everybody who watched it or has at least seen clips, is the guy was super emotional at the beginning. I mean, it, I don't know an exact amount of time, but it took a, a good while when he was officially introduced and uh, and, and was holding the jersey and, and, and you know, kind of got up to the podium to, to speak. It took him a good while to collect himself. Uh, really emotional and uh, really passionate. Adam Schefter, obviously a Michigan guy, um, he quote tweeted something and said, you know, a guy this passionate or this emotional or, or this invested is going to do well and, and a lot of people obviously got on him and saying well that's what an alum of, of university of michigan would say but i think he's correct in some sense of like this guy cares about this job he referred to if there was going to be a job at the collegiate level he was interested in as the head coach this was the only job and now some of that is is, is going to be sounding cliche and, and you know you kind of say what the people want to hear in some sense but what I got overall is he was honest. Uh, he was honest with showing his emotions. He was honest and maybe not understanding all parts of um, the college game in terms of recruiting rules and things that I can touch on maybe a little bit later. But overall, I mean, I, I think that this is a more interesting hire than ever after this press conference. And, and I do think that no matter what you think in terms of was this the best option or is, is he the best fit, I think that it's going to be fun. Uh, I think that we're, we're going to have uh, some good memories and some bad memories, but I'm just excited for this. I mean, if we're looking back even to last week when this was kind of uh, becoming a thing, I mean, I, I was maybe first skeptical about the, the choices Michigan had as a head coach. I know that we didn't even get to talk about this on the podcast yet. Uh, and Juwan Howard kind of grew on me. I was always into the fact that he was connected to the program and a part of the Fab Five and and could bring maybe restore some older traditions and maybe be a good recruiter because of his relationships in the NBA, so on and so forth. But, you know, as times pass and after seeing this press conference, I really do feel like he is a great fit, um, even if he's not maybe the, the best guy or the guy that many people would have originally hoped for. Did he say he would walk to Ann Arbor? He did not. No, we did not. That's we the not only thing that. that's missing. No, we did not. We did not get that. But he did. I mean, he again, just showing the emotion. I mean, it was it was almost like he was saying that through the tears that he was wiping right. from his eyes. You know, like I, his emotion I, was pure. I did see tweets about him getting emotional, and then I saw the video, and it was even more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was such a a pause. Like he stepped away and turned around. It was a it was a whole thing. It wasn't like he was just talking through choking up. Like he, he had to, he had to delay his remarks because he was in tears. I, that was way more than what I was expecting just based on what I was seeing from tweets. D- did he say anything that, that made you think um, you're allowed to be a little more hopeful than maybe you once were, or maybe it was just, maybe it wasn't one specific thing, but maybe his tone made you feel that way. Again, I think with, I mean, with like what Adam Schefter said about the emotion, I think that mixed with, he talked a lot about um, brotherhood. And I know that 
everyone gets caught up in the X and O's and what about the Beeline system? And what I have to say is, I mean, John Beeline is gone. Like that is, that era is over. It's not returning. I don't expect anything to be like it. I don't expect anyone to be able to replicate anything that John Beeline did from his X's and O's, offense, defense, uh, recruiting, whatever. I, I think that John Beeline is so different of a basketball coach in general that nothing is ever going to compare in a lot of senses. But he talked about brotherhood and he kind of related it to recruiting. He talked about kind of the brotherhood um, with the Miami Heat organization and then all the way back to his Fab Five days. And what I really liked is this sense that he wants to build this community and this brotherhood within the program and with the guys on the team. And he related it to how he was the first to commit out of the Fab Five and one of the biggest sells he had to others like Jalen Rose and, and Chris Weber, especially some of the, the bigger names in that class, was let's create this brotherhood. Let's create this culture that people will talk about for years and years to come, uh, and let's do something special. I think that that honestly will translate really well to recruiting because there are guys that maybe want to come in, all Americans, and do the one and done, but I think that is a selling point to a lot of people because I don't know anyone who's participated in sports at any high school level, at least, and didn't at least enjoy some part of a team aspect that they had. Now, not everyone has the same experience, but for me, that mixed with the emotion really, I guess, got me excited to some of the potential and some of the comments afterwards from some of the players, like Isaiah Livers, like these guys genuinely feel excited. It's not a situation where it's, I'm going to just say what I think people want to hear between Howard's press conference, like he was super honest. And I feel like some of the players even like you could tell that it was, it was their natural uh, thoughts and feelings after this emotional stage of losing their head coach and and wondering what's going to go on in the future. You know, one of my favorite quotes that I saw, he's talking about being, you know, thankful to these NBA teams who recognized him for his time with the heat. And then he goes on to say, um, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there doubting that I'm a first-time head coach. Well, you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you say, "Well, you got to start somewhere," you're low on the totem pole. You know, you got to start somewhere at your workplace. You're like entry-level position, making maybe just above minimum wage. Juwan's Howard, like, "Yeah, oh, you got to start somewhere." Well, he's starting at Michigan. You know, <laughs> like yeah. an established historic program where he's coming into. Uh, uh, you know, a miniature rebuild of a roster, but not like a program rebuild by any means. I just thought that was that was kind of funny. You, know, you got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. Juwan Howard, you're starting at Michigan. This isn't just somewhere. You know, you you uh, you're getting a little bit of a head start here. Absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a huge start. It's a huge opportunity for your first head coaching experience. But yeah, Ward Manuel went on to say afterwards, and kind of when he was answering questions, I think uh, Wojo asked a question. Um, and he gave maybe a two, three minute response uh, to it of he brought up Carol Hutchins. I mean, one of, the, one of the best, if not the best softball coach in NCAA history at, at Michigan and how she was just an assistant uh, for a couple of years or whatever. And not only became a head coach, but uh, became one of the greatest head coaches in softball, if not the greatest again. Uh, he even referenced quickly Jim Har- Harbaugh. Uh, obviously, he had the player experience, the professional experience, and and did a little bit of work with his father, who was a head coach 
uh, at the time and started kind of small at that level and and obviously became a, a great college coach at Stanford, coached in the NFL. And, and sure, he doesn't have the national championship or, or the things that people expect from him outside of the program or even fans hoping that he brings to the University of Michigan. But he does have a solid – I don't think anyone would question that Jim Harbaugh has a great, you know, kind of head coaching pedigree and, and is, is respected in, in that matter. And so Juwan Howard doesn't have that yet. And yes, he does have to start somewhere. It is a huge start. It is a great opportunity for your first head coaching job. But yeah, he's he's not really worried about you know the X's and O's necessarily right away. And neither was Ward Manuel. He wanted to bring someone in who was going to be connected to the program, help uh, student athletes become men. Uh, and then you got to hope that his experience in coaching, which is respectable uh, with the organization he was with in the Miami Heat. You've got to hope that that translates. And then obviously uh, putting together that full staff um, that maybe has more of the experiences is ultimately going to help him. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of cliche and maybe that's the most cliche thing he said, but this is his starting point. I mean, he, he does have to start somewhere. And I mean, he's more than thankful and excited that it's at the University of Michigan. And again, that was very clear all the way throughout the, the press conference. So with his established coaching career in the NBA as an assistant, do you think there's going to be worry after um, a successful season that he's going to jump to an NBA head coaching position? You know, I feel like that question was kind of asked, um, but asked in a weird way. And I, it was it was kind of the answer that came from, you know, I didn't really – wasn't really looking at college or expecting to coach in college, but if I was going to, it was going to be here. And I think that that's kind of how he answered that question. I would say down the road, um, that would be a worry. I mean, you always worry about Jim Harbaugh going back to the NFL. I think that, again, John Beeline's a good example. I think that maybe that is a goal, but because this is a starting point, you really do have to prove yourself as a head coach. Now, I do think that there's some NBA organizations out there um, based on some of the hires you see that would simply bring a, a Jawan Howard to coach their NBA team, even if he's 500 in his first three seasons at Michigan. But I do sense that he's going to be at Michigan for a while. And I mean, maybe it's because he's just starting or because it's a, a different situation. I would expect him to live, outlive Jim Harbaugh if I were to have to, to make a comparison or, or to come up with uh, something about his longevity. So you think Jim Harbaugh will leave before Juwan Howard? I think if someone were to leave to go back to professional sports, yes, I, I do think that uh, would be the case. That's not factoring in firing or, hey, simply this doesn't work out. Uh, but making that jump to the professional level, Juwan Howard to the NBA, Jim Harbaugh to the NFL, I do think that uh, Jim Harbaugh would make that jump before Juwan Howard would. So one thing that I think now we all start paying more attention to is who he surrounds himself with on his staff. Uh, his staff is is not completed, of course. I mean, we know uh, John Sanderson is is coming back. Juwan Howard tweeted that out. Uh, DeAndre Haynes tweeted out earlier today that that he's not with Michigan anymore. Is this uh like how much how much stock are you going to put into the guys he surrounds himself with as a first time head coach in the college game? I think it's important. Um, one of the guys that keeps being mentioned is apparently has an offer on the table is uh, Phil Martelli, a longtime uh, 
college basketball coach, uh, I mean, uh, a legend in Philly. And I feel like one of the things that's been consistent since this Juwan Howard talk is his best bet is to bring someone in who's been a head coach and who's who's a veteran in, in college basketball. And it was really never picked of like, do you need someone that came from a power five school or does it, does it group? I mean, group of five, big five is what they, what they call in college basketball. I mean, it's never really determined who that person even was, but that's a name that's been floating around someone who coached for a very, very long time at St. Joe's. And, and I think that that helps him. Um, I, the staff is going to be important. I think one with recruiting, uh, and two, maybe with the rules. But ultimately, I do believe that he will have success. I, you can even talk about the guys that are currently on the roster, even with three departures. I mean, there is talent surrounding uh, Juwan Howard. It's not like he's starting uh, with nothing or, or at a mid-major. Like you said, this is a huge first start. Uh, and so he has uh, some of the abilities that maybe you want to get in some of these other situations as new coaches or guys going from pro to college for the first time. But I, I do think, however the staff ends up uh, shaping out, it's not determined yet at this point on a, on a Thursday afternoon we're recording this. But I do think for the first few years that would be important. And then I do expect guys to maybe move on. Um, and that's no surprise. I mean, Jim Harbaugh has gone through multiple assistants in, in his years at Michigan. And it feels like he's finally in his best place with assistants with the Josh Gads hire. And so I think we'll see some movement. Uh, there'll be some things that need to be figured out, but I trust that he's going to bring in the best staff he can at this point in the year. And I guess we'll kind of see how that goes in year one and year two. Yeah. There are reports out there that uh, Michigan will be able to retain Sadie Washington from the last coaching staff. And uh, looks like Luke Yaklich might be heading off to Texas to join Shaka Smart. So that'll be at least one holdover. Well, two actually, you know, with, with John Sanderson, Camp Sanderson, as they as they affectionately call him. So uh, that continuity will definitely be important. If the Yaklet stuff is is true as it as it seems to be, and I mean, I don't, it's not officially official yet again at this point. I mean, that's a big loss, um, and I think that 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 hurts. But again, you've got to give John Howard the ability to bring in guys that he wants. And if you're talking about experience, I mean, as good of an assistant or as a defensive mastermind as Luke Yaklich was, or I mean, how much of that was was actually attributed to him or just the players he had, you can have that conversation forever. But he didn't have the experience. And so I think in terms of being the most helpful to Juwan Howard, there's someone better fit uh, than, than some of the assistants. Um, it's hard to see a guy like Haynes go, go have to move on and not be retained. And it's, you don't want to see uh, a rising star like you Glock, you, Luke Yaklich take another position. Uh, you want to try to keep, you know, kind of that beeline realm, that beeline coaching tree in house. But again, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's honestly time to move on. And what I will get sick of faster than anything with Michigan sports is this John Beeline. John Beeline would have done this. He would have won this game. He would have recruited this player. Whatever the John Beeline stuff may be in the future, I'm already sick of it. And I can just imagine that that gets worse and worse for me personally. I don't know how you feel about that. But, I mean, John Howard deserves to bring in the staff that he feels is the best fit for him. If it's half of John Beeline staff, that's great. If it's none of John Beeline staff in the future, that's okay too. I think it won't necessarily be the personnel decisions that draw comparisons to John Beeline. 
it'll be the the end game decisions and how he, how Juwan Howard handles certain situations. That's where I think we'll see more of the well, you know, John Beeline did this. Like they can pull up tape. This is what John Beeline did in this situation, and it worked out. And here's why it worked out, and here's why Juwan Howard sucks. You know, it might just turn into a slippery slope like that. Um, I hadn't really thought of the how annoying that might be to have constant comparisons to John Beeline, but gosh, yeah, I can see where, you know, for a program to move on for like a fan base to move on, uh, it's going to be challenging to, to not evoke the, the spirit of John Beeline when we're, when we're talking about what Michigan could do or should do or whatever, you know, whatever the conversation is to, I mean, we'll, we'll bring up John Beeline, of course, this mm-hmm. isn't to say we're shunning John Beeline. Um, he's a legend in Michigan, but, or I should say at Michigan, which is greater than the state of Michigan. Anyway, it, yeah, it, it's more of the, um, well, here's what John Beeline would have done in this situation. I think that's what, what'll get annoying. Maybe I think you're right. One of the things I really liked about John Beeline more than his offensive system, because I can even find things in his offensive system that I never loved. I mean, it used to be really relying on the three and not that it turned into something different, but it became more of a defensive focus. And he seemed to really adjust well over time. One of the things that I feel like was unique about Michigan in the recent years, um, really maybe since that first championship run is there became a time because of their shooting, because of their scoring ability, at least in most of his later years uh, in the first half of this most recent season, obviously their offensive output uh, didn't wasn't very impressive as the season came to a close, but you never felt like Michigan was out of it. Um, I think that Jim Harbaugh has done some of the same. Now there's games where they've gotten smoked, like Ohio State and Florida this last season, where I mean they were out of it from the beginning. It seemed like, but I think that the fight that maybe Jim Harbaugh has kind of instilled in his football program and John Beeline was able to instill in the in the basketball program something you can't always just. Uh, teach and so is Duan Howard's team gonna play a, a team like Creighton at home who they're hosting this season and if they're down 20 I mean is, is that it I mean are they going to be, be able to shoot themselves out of it or outplay I mean there's some of those things where he's going to have to respond in game make adjustments late game situations like you've already mentioned I think that I'm more okay with John Beeline being brought up then I just don't want it to be like well John Beeline did this within so many seasons or you know, he might have not brought in the All-Americans, but look at how he developed players. Like, if guys aren't developing like Nick Stauskas did, like, are we going to hear about how Juwan Howard can't develop like John Beeline did? Probably. Um, but that might not be uh, Juwan Howard's style of recruiting. Maybe Michigan turns into a one-and-done. Uh, maybe the rules of the NBA change and and that rule is out of place and he's got to adjust to, to guys that are sticking around for uh, two, three, four years. And so there will be comparisons. Um, I don't expect him to develop or have passion that John Beeline had for developing players. But if you're talking about development, bringing back Camp Sanderson is a good step in that direction because that guy can develop athletically and physically better than almost anyone in the nation, in my opinion, with some of these uh, these players that we've seen. And so I, I think he did take a right step, uh, at least with the retaining him. And I'm happy to see that uh, John Sanderson will be returning to the, the Michigan program. Okay, so let's suffice it to say that Juwan Howard's first press conference, his introductory press conference, leaves us hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think I think that's a good place to end it. Hopeful. How often do we say hopeful when we're talking about Michigan sports? You know, I I don't feel like we do often. <laughs> you, but you're I, the one. You're the one who brought up Michigan and Ohio State football. I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was cruel. It's such, and whether it's because of the the still some of the surprising aspect to John Beeline leaving the way he did or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's really tough to know how to feel at this point. I mean, hopeful is really the only way you can feel. Uh, curious is another word that comes to mind. Like, I mean, I was so excited for this press conference today just because I, I wanted to see how he handled it. Like, this is his first press conference ever as a head coach, and he's going to have plenty more. And we talked about this when we kind of said goodbye to John Beeline on the podcast. Like, we grew to enjoy John Beeline's press conferences, his post-game interviews. Like, that's something that, even though sometimes he even stumbled, like, you could tell, like, the professor came out of him. And we don't hear a lot of Jawan Howard in the media, especially as an assistant coach in the NBA. And so – I think it's going to be a more exciting offseason in Michigan basketball history, maybe not than ever before, but close, because I think that with this new territory and this new person, like there's a lot to pay attention to on the recruiting side. They've got three scholarships to fill at a very awkward time uh, to, to fill scholarships, so whether it's JUCO or, or uh, college uh, transfers in the, in the portal whatnot. I mean, it's going to be a more interesting offseason than we would have gotten with John Beeline. Uh, and so I guess if anything, we have some basketball things to look forward to. And maybe it won't be a, a football dedicated podcast this summer. Who knows? Well, Derek, you said it. We're curious, curious as a 13 year old boy who has just discovered how to navigate the internet, I would say. <laughs> you could you could have gone a lot of places with that. And you did well. You kept it from being an explicit podcast. We do not need to turn this to an explicit <laughs> podcast. No. <laughs> I towed the line. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do it at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. Go Blue. Good luck, Sean Howard. Shock the world. <laughs>